Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now your host, James Swanson. All right, somehow we managed to get two podcasts done in two weeks, Pat Cotter. I don't know how we did it, but we're here and we're going to talk about DeAndre Swift. We're going to talk about J.K. Dobbins. We're going to talk about Cam Akers. This might be something I'm actually more excited about than last week's podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. These guys are um, make up most of my top crew. I mean, the, the last group is pretty good. I think we got two guys in here who have a chance to be special. Yeah. Sitting at number three in the dynasty draft, you might be looking at one of these guys. Uh, I think I will be. I think you might be. I think that's almost guaranteed. Uh, yep. But I don't want to give, a, give away any secrets, so don't want to no, don't uh, secrets. let I our – I don't know if our league mates are listening, but – I got one and three. I think I got pretty good. Well, one, yeah, one yeah I think guys. you're. I think you're sitting all right. Wonder how Dwayne feels about that. Um, I think he's pretty mad considering he's got the worst team in our yeah. entire league. Well, we did talk about the Miles Sanders situation, though. It is better than we initially. It was made better thought. than we thought. Yeah. It's just going to depend on whether Miles Sanders continues to get the workload he did at the end of the year, or if uh, they go back to the you know committee kind right. of deal. Yeah, I thought he showed some good things. I really, uh, yeah, I, I really me. think he's going to be, he's going to have a good second season. So, as I mentioned, we are on to podcast number two of our running back film study: J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers. Pat, I'm going to let you pick. Who would you like to start with? I might as well just start right up at the top. DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift. So, I'll give my initial thoughts on what I saw: some strengths, some weaknesses, and then. I want to get your take on him as well because I do think that he's going to be somebody there who you're going to probably take a hard, long look at at number three. No doubt. Um, Assuming that our dynasty draft goes kind of the way we think it might right now, if you decide to pull the trigger uh, number one on Joe Burrow, and then I guess at number two, depending on what Jonah, which direction he wants to go. So you're going to be looking at, at this guy quite a bit. So DeAndre Swift, uh, we have him at 5'9", 215. Again, not official numbers. We won't get uh, an official listing until the, the combine here next week. Um, but a couple quick, quick stats to look at from 2019 from, for Swift in that Georgia offense. 24 receptions. Um, was a little bit surprised that he was quite that low. I, I don't know if that is just kind of a Georgia offensive scheme thing, but um, based on kind of what I saw, and I'll talk about this a little bit more in depth is, you know, his receiving skills. I thought he showed some really good kind of natural ability as an athlete out of the backfield. Thought I saw some really good fluid hips and kind of that progression from catching the ball going from receiver to ball carrier was really, really smooth in my eyes. So I thought I saw some good things him out of the backfield. The numbers weren't quite there to back it up. But I don't personally think that you need to worry too much about him as a pass catcher at the next level. I know you think a little bit lesser on that front. We'll get to that. Um, but I think he does some good things in the passing game. I think he's a really, really natural athlete in the open field. And just three fumbles on approximately 200 attempts, Pat, I think is what we had. Um, not bad. You know, pretty no, good ball not. security. Yeah. Um, you know maybe one fumble every 65 to 70 attempts, something like that. So, um, yeah, some pretty good, you know, pretty good numbers in terms of ball security as well. Uh, well, let's do it this way, Pat. Let's tell me 
uh, maybe the one or two things that you thought that you really loved above all else about DeAndre Swift? I mean, I think my the biggest thing that kind of comes out in his game is I think he he's very decisive. He looks he looks smart. He looks like he knows what he wants to do. But as soon as he sees that hole or that crease break, he's he's in it. Like he's yep. got great acceleration to be able to get up to his kind of top speed and get through holes. And I think he really would work well in a you know like in a gap scheme or mm-hmm. a zone scheme. But I, he really just I think I feel like he reads reads holes pretty well, and he just. Once he sees that spot, he's gone. Like he he he's got great acceleration in my eyes, and his I mean his overall ability, at cutting ability as well is just is just almost ridiculous. That's funny you say that because the number one thing that I wrote down was very decisive runner. That was the, made the top of the list uh, in terms of his strengths. I thought he rarely made negative plays. Yeah, he is not going to give you negative plays on a very often, no, he, uh, very consistent basis at all, which yeah. is great. I love that. Um, I think he's a guy who, you know how we talked about with Jonathan Taylor, who kind of had this nose for the first down line and the nose Mm -hmm. for the end zone. Well, I thought DeAndre Swift did some similar things in that he understands down and distance and has no problem getting straight ahead as quickly as possible, which I loved. He doesn't look like the most powerful guy in the world, but he just somehow always seems to be able to work his body into a way where you're going to get a glancing blow on him and he's going to be moving he's going to be falling forward he's not going to run over you he's going to shift himself in a way that you're going to be able on his side so he can continue to move forward even as he's going down right he doesn't take a lot of big hits no he doesn't take a lot of big hits from what i could tell either he just looks smooth like that's i have that in my note i'm like he just looks when he's running just like very smooth very silky kind of runner Mm -hmm. that it just looks natural to him yeah I had quick feet, uh, you know, above average quickness, good athlete in general, as I mentioned, especially out in open space. Um, wicked cutback move. You talked oh, about yeah. his moves. Oh, yeah. Wicked cutback move in the open field. That's his, kind of his number one go-to. It's almost like this faster version of the levy on dead leg. Yeah. A little bit. It's mm. kind of full speed ahead, though. Mm. Uh, but he really will make some defensive backs look silly at times. And I... Agree with you, man. I thought that he had plenty of speed to kind of hit the corner and, yeah. and to hit the home run. I don't think he's a track star by it. Yeah, I don't think he's the home run hitter. I think he, I mean, I, I enough, could see though, him getting day. caught from behind a, a little bit more where our next guy, I think, has a, like, you know, top end speed. Yeah. I think Swift is more of your Le'Veon Bell type where like he's never, he's never going to, he's not going to have those 60, 70 yard runs where he just out, he just gone. But he's going to get a lot of those, you know, long, long gains, those those 12 yard runs, those 20 yard runs, that kind of thing. Yeah, I you know what? One thing that was really um, I really actually liked was when he wanted to bounce it, like oftentimes he would get the corner. Yeah, I don't think he's slow by any means. He got the corner a lot. Like I, I feel like he is, you know, you put him in the right system, I think if. Like, if he played in Kansas City or something, you we know what I mean? We keep saying Kansas City. We say yeah. Kansas City all the time. I mean, you put a lot of guys there, it's going to be a great situation. But uh, plenty of speed to hit the corner. Um, and, and, again, very rarely takes a big hit. So, you know, really good balance. Understands how to get tackled. That sounds really yep. kind of simplistic. Yep. Uh, but I think it's, you know, it's really important for guys to kind of have those smarts and those yeah. that awareness when they're, you know, when they're getting hit. Out of all these guys, I'd say he's up there maybe, if not, like, He's half half beat behind Jonathan Taylor in terms of his overall yeah. running smarts. 
I, I think he's more athletic than a guy like Jonathan Taylor. I think he looks more natural of a runner. But I think he's either right there with him or maybe a tad bit behind John Taylor in terms of his smarts, which I don't I don't think any anybody else really comes close to those two guys in terms of being able to um, just run the ball with run the ball with what about pick up holes and see things. All right, what about weaknesses? Let's talk about some. Negatives. I mean, like I said, he's not overly powerful. I don't think he's he's going to run over anybody. Uh, you know, between but running between the tackles. I think he'll be okay, but I don't think that's where his power is. I think he's more of a stretch run, gap scheme, or kind of um, out, out like out, off tackle kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I think he's fine between the tackles, but I think you're gonna like a guy. You're gonna look at some other guys if you're gonna want to pound the rock, Titan style, like right at the middle every single time. Yeah, I had good athlete, but not an exceptional one. Exactly. Yeah, we I agree. Touched on that. How do you feel about this statement? More times than not, uh, DeAndre Swift will take what is there between the tackles, but not much more. Yep, agreed. He's not going to run over anybody, right? Like I said, he'll 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 find a way to fall forward, but he's not gonna like he's not gonna you know break a ton. I mean, he he still shows a good ability to break arm tackles and and show a little bit of contact balance, but um, I don't think he's like I said, he's not going to square up a guy and run over a linebacker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, the one thing that I did write about him going back to his strengths, and I think this is always a very important component of the running back position is being a willing blocker in pass protection. And I thought he was a very oh, yeah. willing blocker yeah. in pass protection. Um, really a guy who utilizes a, uh, a cut block pretty well. Um, not afraid to stick his nose in there and take on linebackers is what I wrote down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he did a really good job of that at times. In the other question I had, Pat, at 5'9", and, you know, 210, 215, whatever he is, um, you know, is he going to hold up, you know, in pass protection at the next level as a three-down back? I think... I think there I think might be could. some questions yeah, there, some... but I also – I'm not saying he's not going to. Yeah, like, I wouldn't just... surprise me if he actually was a three-down back because I think there are some things he does that profiles Oh yeah, for that. Um, you know, again, back to the kind of the reception production. I know there wasn't a ton at Georgia, but I do think he does some things well in that department. Yeah, I think it was just more the offense than anything. For sure. Um, but overall – Quick thoughts on on DeAndre Swift. I I was I came away very impressed. Yeah, I mean, right now he's my he's my favorite running back. You know, so um, I like I like him the best. You know, I, I think he fits the most places. Um, I think him and Dobbins, you know, the guy we're going to talk about next, is very close. But I would give the slight edge to uh, Swift right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the only thing that I would complain about is just not overly powerful. Um, other than that, you got to love the competition. Yeah. Yeah, and he, you know I mean, I mean, great. He, he played against SEC. great competition. He he's looked SEC, good. So. He's looked good for you know two, three years now. Um, so you can't just you know, like it's not like he's a one year wonder. You have plenty of good tape on him. I think he's. I think he's gonna be good. I think he's gonna be good, and, I, and he has a very good chance of being the first back off the board. Yeah, thumbs up uh, for the DeAndre Swift tape. Again, we will go back at the end to do all rankings. Let's talk about J.K. Dobbins. Uh, Ohio State, of course, had an exceptional season offensively. I thought Pat that Dobbins kind of broke out of his shell this year a oh, little I bit. Agree. I don't know if he didn't necessarily... I don't want to say that he didn't produce in his previous seasons at Ohio State, but I thought this was a year where he took the next step. I agree. I agree. This is... He took a huge... Like, a pretty big step, in my opinion. He was the guy... He was in that kind of, like, middle tier of guys, you know, down, like, with the Cam Akers, with the Jonathan Taylors, for me, with the, with the Edwards Hilaire, maybe even Zach Moss, but, like, now I see him up there with Swift. Yeah. And ETN, if he would have been in this class 
you know, I had ETN up here whenever just watching his tape. I think that J.K. Dobbins is in that elite tier of running back. I think he's I think he's very good. I agree. Like I I if you're gonna argue that he is the number one back in this class, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be upset with you. Yeah, so far he's it's I mean, he's right up there too. I think that these are with not again, don't wanna necessarily rank yet, um, but what we've seen so far when we talk about the five running backs uh, we've discussed to this point um, it, it you could yeah you could tell me hey these two guys are at the very top of the list and I can see a lot of reasons why that why, why that could be the case or uh, will be the case um, yeah explosive athlete plenty of speed for the next level I wrote thick and powerful like your true 60 meter sprinter um, I think he's like that guy like when he hits the hole um, I mean he's a sprinter like oh, he, yeah. he's going through oh. the hole to reckless abandon yeah and sometimes that gets him in trouble a little bit as you know mm-hmm. not being uh, i don't want to say he's not a patient runner but i do think he runs at a little bit of a reckless style yeah that does get him in trouble at I agree. times. and i don't and it and as we were talking about when you're watching this film it's hard to say if that's just the offensive style if they're just like you know we're running a spread offense just get the ball find a hole and just run just just because every it looks like he just he just he doesn't wait. He just goes like he just gets the ball and he's he's out at full speed. He's not trying to pick apart holes. He's just running and trying to find a spot to run through. Now I will say this: I did write down that he has a great mix of seeking out contact, mm-hmm. yet has the capability to make guys miss. No, I agree. When he gets to that next level, he can do those sorts. He's of things. more. He's much more powerful than a guy like DeAndre Swift. Although he doesn't, from what I've seen, he doesn't seem to be all that much bigger in terms of you know what they've put on in terms of their like. Their measured weight, their measured height mm-hmm. at like these schools, and now some schools will uh, fudge these numbers more than others. So it's hard to say until we get to the combine. Yeah, but, it, it is. Um, he, he he just seems to run more powerfully and a little bit more under himself. Now, like you said, he doesn't he doesn't he'll, he will sometimes get caught by that because he won't run over guys. And I feel like DeAndre Swift falls forward a little bit more. But he, like I said, DeAndre or J.K. Dobbins does have more power in terms of being able to run over guys. Yeah. And, I like, I agree, he's faster. I agree. I agree. Thick, powerful. I said, physically speaking, the most impressive running back to this point. Um, he's not a huge guy. Like, he's five. They list him at 5'10", 215. Like Pat mentioned, we'll have to see what those numbers show up at the combine. Uh, I don't think he's huge. Like, he's not a huge guy. But to me, he he presents the the most complete package to what I've seen so far as a three down back. Yeah. I think he's the most well-rounded in terms of all his, like if you go across the board, he just, he looks good in every single stat. Maybe not. Like, I think he's got pretty good, like almost elite speed, not quite there, but for his side, I think he's got pretty great speed. Yep. I'd say he's a titch behind Swift in terms of his acceleration Mm -hmm. in tape. I think it's a little harder to see because like I said, as soon as he gets the ball, he's bam going while Swift will kind of wait and, Find, try to find a hole but to me when you when you see swift really put his foot in the ground he's gone and and dobbins is can't is about there but i just think he's a, like a half step behind in terms of, of that what about the pass catching for jk dobbins how do you think he's gonna I thought do he looked fine guy i thought he looked field. fine i think he'll be okay as a pass catcher i think swift is probably a little bit higher there than yeah. ne- neither of them are clyde edwards hilaire but um i think they're both i think I think he is serviceable in the pass game, and you can do everything you need a running back to do in terms of um, 
you know, going out and yeah, being a three down guy. Yeah, doing a three down guy. Maybe just yeah. not. Maybe you're not. Maybe not a guy you're going to split out. He might not excel there, but, but he's going to be yeah. fine. Yeah. Like you know, maybe at the next level, the way the league's kind of going these days, there That's might be a, there might be a guy there that catches you yeah. know catches balls over him anyway. But I mean, yeah, the, I, I like I said, I, he is the most complete three down guy that I've seen when we talk about the five guys so far. To me, um, I think Jonathan Taylor. I know I've bashed him a little bit. I think he's right there. Um, the smartest running back I've seen so far, for sure. Uh, Swift, I think, has a lot of those same things uh, yep. in terms of intangibles as well. Um, but yeah, Dobbins, in terms of just you know being a brute yep. athlete running yep. back, like size, the total package in terms of what you want. Um, I guess kind of if you were like to build a guy <laughs> right in a factory, yep. like that, he might be it. Yeah, uh, and I will say I think he went down a few more times than I wanted him to. Whenever I was watching him. And I, I kind of almost give him a little bit of a knock a knock in terms of he that team was so good around him that I think he ran through a lot of open holes. There are a lot of times you'll see if you watch his tape yeah. or he just runs he, like he gets he, he uses that that, you know, reckless abandoned style and, and he's through a hole and gone before the defense can even react. And, and he has the speed to, to break it open and, 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 and score, but it doesn't look like he's doing anything particularly special i think he's got the ability to, to make those plays when some people don't but you know um i think he could use some work depending on what offense he goes and just learning to be a little more patient yeah i yeah i think that's a a, a good take um but that was one of the first things i noticed is just uh you know from a weakness standpoint running a little bit less reckless have it you know having a tendency you know, to not always allowing things to develop yeah. is what He'd I be saw. Be better in a power system. Um, I think not you know, the most. Yeah, not the most patient guy. But I, again, I think a lot of the things that he does well, um, you know, he's going to have success at the next level. There's no question about it. Okay, and then the number three guy, Cam Akers, out of Florida State, five eleven, two hundred twelve pounds. They had all these three guys kind of around the same height and weight. They're all pretty close. Um, now, Cam Akers was a guy who was a really really big time recruit oh, coming yeah. out of high school. Oh yeah. I think he was the number one running back. He was, he was above Barkley. Back. Um I mean Barkley wasn't he was like Barkley a was that four big. star but whatever. I mean he's a good good prospect, yeah. but he wasn't anything. Cam Akers was like the cream yeah, of the was, crop. Yeah, no doubt. So he goes to Florida State. He has a I would say a good career. Yeah. Not I mean, a crazy career, but but we'll talk about that um right off the bat is the fact that Florida State, their offensive line a dysfunctional offense path that I thought really hurt Cam Akers. Yeah, and and he I mean, he had a really bad offensive line. He had a bad quarterback. He, I mean, just everything around him just was 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 poor. And it, it honestly makes him a difficult eval. Like mm-hmm. you know, you kind of look at him and you see you see that what made him that elite prospect coming out of high school. But at the same time, can it, it, did this hurt him? Did this experience running behind a really bad offensive line? Is it going to be something that he needs to get used to at the next level, running behind somebody that people that are actually competent, so he's not trying to do too much, or like he's not trying to do that kind of Dobbins thing where he's just trying to run and go? Like he actually like to be a little patient, you know, in that sense. Is he going to need to learn that? Yeah. When he gets to the next level, the one thing that you know, I'm always curious about with a team like Florida State, they get a lot of athletes. They haven't really been good since Jimbo Fisher. What kind of coaching are yeah. they getting at Florida State? Yeah. Is that's it good? good? What you know? I don't know. I mean, I don't. Is he going to come out and be very raw? It might take a year. That's or two what I mean. Is like there were things when he was pass protecting. Like I would see him duck his head a lot. Like just some like 
not clean things in his game. Um, I saw a lot of good things. I thought he had plenty of speed to hit the home run. I saw quick choppy feet. Um, I thought he sh- can kind of shake and bake with some of the best guys in this class. Um, so yeah, for that sense, he's got I great moves. Thought like his... he did a lot of good things. Oh yeah. Um, you know, on the ground with you know some exceptionally uh, good feet and and just a, a you know a, a playmaker. He mm. is a, he is a playmaker. Yep. He's a skilled. Uh, playmaker guy who can do I thought a lot of different things out of the backfield he's a good receiver I think I thought I saw some pretty good hands on him and he was I think he'll work well out of the out of the backfield in terms of catching screens and like if you if you told me after two years Cam Akers has turned out to be the best running back in this class not surprising it wouldn't surprise me all that much if you told me he was a bust I don't think it would surprise me all that much either it might surprise me a little bit I the, I worry about like I said just is are people giving him too are we giving him too much benefit of the doubt because that team was so bad you know like could, is this something that could have just kind of ruined him from a sense in terms of he's never really gets to learn to trust his offensive line is he is his vision is he does he not have that great a vision these kind of things worry me and I from what I saw on tape is I didn't think his vision was all that great. Yeah, but, but again, I think it's hard to eval when he has such a poor offensive line. I think if you have what's you, I think between the ears, like if you have it going on mm-hmm. and and you're willing to learn at the next level, there's going to be guys at 22 years old that you can get taught up in oh, a yeah. system and oh, be yeah. just fine. But we we don't know. Like I think vision is one of those things that it's almost you have to have. It or well, you vision, yeah, but I, I didn't mean, see any real vision issues. With I him. didn't think he had the greatest vision in the world, but again. It's. I think he is the hardest eval of any of these guys, just because the team around him was so bad, and it's going to be very interesting to see what he does going forward, in terms of like how he does. One of the things that I think that you should take consideration when you watch Cam Akers, and I'm not sure everybody knows this, Pat, but I thought he had the one of the most strong, powerful lower bodies of any guy here. Uh, I don't know if you agree, but I thought that, you know, he routinely ran through arm tackles. And it kind of flies under the radar a little bit, but when you really watch him, he is powerful in the yeah, lower body. no, he definitely is. I um, agree. I think that that's going to serve him well at the next level, especially in between the tackles as a runner. I think he can really give you some things because of that low, that strong, powerful lower body that maybe some of these guy, other guys in this class won't be able to do. Um. Okay, well, I I think that I talked a little bit about some of the negatives with Cam Akers. Um, some of my concerns in pass protection, I thought he needed to be a little bit more consistent. Again, the FSU dysfunctional offense and the bad offensive line was a huge thing to con- yep. take into consideration yep. here. Um, I don't know. Was there anything other else? I think we pretty much covered everything I mean, that's all we the wanted to on Cam Akers, yeah. right? I mean, like I said, I think he's got amazing moves. He's got really good lateral agility when he needs to. I worry, like I said, about his vision. And like you said, he does have pretty great power. I think he'll be a good receiver out of the backfield, um, especially with just his ability in space. I think that's one of his biggest, biggest pluses is his just ability to make people miss in space. That's what I really liked when I saw him. Yeah, he he does um, have a tendency when he gets in the open field, he is going to make a big play a lot of times. Uh, you know, I don't want to make it sound either, though, really quick before we wrap this thing up, that I think that Cam Akers is a bad pass blocker. Um, I thought he was a really willing, you know, pass blocker mm-hmm. who a lot of times actually did show good technique, squared guys up, really sunk his hips, engaged when he had a blitzing outside linebacker, a blitzing safety, whatever it might be. 
he did some good things there. So I don't want to make it seem like just that. Just needs refinement. I think he just, yeah, there's some things from a consistency standpoint he could be a little bit better at. All right, well, um, that just about does it for Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, and DeAndre Swift. So, Pat, we're through six running backs to this yeah. point. Um, we'll have to sit down and talk about who we're going to throw in the next one a little bit I got more. a list of four guys we're going to look at. Yeah, but this, uh, uh, I mean, just in quick recap, I think that through the six guys that we talked about so far, um, I think all six of these guys, you know, have a chance to be to make an impact pretty early on at the next level. I agree. I mean, if there's one guy that I would say is uh, like a good tier below Zach all these guys, it'd be Zach Moss. Yeah. I think he has some deficiencies in his game, and I've heard he's pretty, you know, he's got injury worries. Yeah, that he That's that could really hurt him. But I think I, if you told me next year that Zach Moss had a great year, I'd be like, yep. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Like, like if he went to the Titans or something like that, and he had a good year, I'd be like, "Well, yeah, I mean, that's fine." Like, I think he's a good player. He's the one I worry about, but the rest of these guys, I really think, could have a very productive career in the NFL, depending on where they go. Yeah, especially these three: Swift, Dobbins, Acres. I think all three of these guys. Again, if you said after two years that any one of these three was the best running back in this 2020 class, wouldn't surprise me. I could see day. any of the any if, uh, Zach Moss would surprise me. The rest, I wouldn't. The rest wouldn't. The yeah. rest wouldn't. I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, just because he's more of a specialized back in my eyes. Mm-hmm. But if you told me he was the next, he was the best back out of all of them, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, he he's a guy who would have to, I think, maybe go to the right system yeah. um, to, to really maximize his potential. I think but, there are some guys here that could maximize their potential in not as good of places. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty pleased with what we've seen so far. So... Thanks again for everybody for listening to our running back film room study. Uh, we have we're going to do at least one more, and then we'll probably move on to the wide receivers, yep. and then we might circle back to running backs if we have to hit anybody down the road. But um, but look out for this podcast. Um, we're recording this on late Monday night, um, February seventeenth. So look out for this on February eighteenth, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye bye.